Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Penslinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello! I am here again. Yes, as usual. So, uh, since we are still in lockdown here in Melbourne, I think we will continue our little uh, uh, game from last week where we sort of add some confines, some restrictions to our games. Uh, and we are going to we're going to play click pitch, but every game is going to have just a single, you know, fairly small location that it's based in. It worked pretty well last week when, at the final hour, I got asked to do an edit, which is why Ben's introing this episode again because I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm not doing three edits in a row. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Look, lockdown has been hard on all of us in different ways, and it was a particularly tricky one. But uh, yeah, it did. It did work well. We'll try not to maybe spend forty-five minutes or, or close to on it, one game, it, or maybe it was we will one, leave of, it. one of the better games that we've come up with. So yeah, if it, it happens really again, game, it happens so. again. <laughs> yeah. So Trev, do you want to tell our listening audience about Click Pitch, and then we'll jump in. Ramped up Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator which produces us an adjective and a noun. We take those two words, we throw them at each other, we come up with a game design. If we get bored of it, we stop doing it and we do it, do it again. Or if we don't, we go for 45 minutes. You never know what <laughs> we'll you're going to do. <laughs> Just depends on how deep we want to go. All right, let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Cellular transform. Ooh. <laughs> Postponed prototype. Ooh. Okay. That's a so rather than combo. the typical way of taking cellular, which was you know microscopic and all this sort of stuff, I was sort of thinking one of the things that that I hated about when that storm hit was when mm. the cellular towers went down. Mm. So my my idea is it's someone at home looking outside only to see their cellular tra- tower transform into a robot and walk away. <laughs> and it, and it, then it's kind of like they're, they're stuck in this, in this place, no internet, and they're just, they're freaking out. And you get that sort of lockdown, isolation, or they're quarantined in, but they can't contact the outside world. All right. I, that's, I think we can, we can go with that. I like the idea then that if their cellular, cellular tower is a robot, then perhaps their cellular phone as well turns out to be a robot. Mm. Now, cause I, I was definitely going towards mobile phones, cellular phones. Which, which is so weird because we don't actually call them cellular phones here. We call no, them mobile it with, phones. It was with transform and prototype and then postpone prototype when it makes me think of some sort of release schedule or something like building a new phone or something. So perhaps this person is some sort of engineer. Hmm. Maybe they Maybe they are building their own phones- like their own tech out or out of phones, building them out of phones. They're trying to like build the next generation phone, the prototype. And they've been trying for years, mm-hmm. hence postponed. Like they've been trying to build this thing. Maybe the- <laughs> maybe it's their prototype that like somehow triggers the robot in the tower or something like that. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just sort of thinking of, I, like- I kind of like the idea of maybe being able to, you are locked in this place. You're stuck there for whatever reason, but you're controlling things on the outside. Um, so maybe you get control mm. over that robot with your prototype, right? Like, and then yep. you're doing things where you're watching this thing, this giant fucking like Iron Giant style robot in the distance doing things. And you're sort of trying to to guide it without being able to see what's happening. Yeah. Um, okay. To make this a little bit easier to sort of see out- um, I'm thinking this is a city apartment and you've got a balcony. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then you've got yep. like a, a simple like one bedroom place that has kind of like a, a lounge room slash kitchenette with yep. like a um, bedroom and bathroom sort of separate, you yep. know, just off, off to the side. So it's a very small area and you've 
I'm think I'm picturing in the in the lounge room. You've just got like components scattered everywhere, like all over yeah. the all over the um, table, and you can easily have like on on the news broadcast. It's like, and for the seventeenth day in a row, we are, we are all to remain indoors. Yeah, and I think I do like the idea that it's like a big storm as well, just to, for another incentive not to go outside. Um, and just because there's so cool sort of visuals around giant robots being illuminated by lightning and stuff. Yeah, but I think you're still able to go out onto your balcony. You can go out on the balcony, but maybe there's some risk involved in that or something, right? Like, because of the storm or you can only go out for a certain amount of time or something before the water, like, damages your components, or, you know, or something like that. Or you can't go out there with your- co- You know, so we can build some things around, like, oh- if you send it too far, you lose connection to it unless you like boost it in some way or, but, and that part, you know, that involves going out of the balcony sometimes, but if it's raining, you know, you can't be out there for long. Like I'm sort of thinking of those sort of mechanics around balancing up your ability to control. Like it's, it could almost be that if you're not controlling it, this robot is rampaging through the city, destroying shit. (laughs) So you've figured out that with your components, you can gain some semblance of control over it sometimes. And you're just trying to Mm -hmm. rein it in as much as you can. But using your prototype, you're also ionizing the, the atmosphere, which also adds, you know, more storm activity around your area. So, it's kind of yeah, like- because you've had, to, you've had to boost the power of, you know, you've got a big, like, satellite dish outside on your- on the balcony or something that's that's boosting it up there, yeah. Yeah. There's something about, you know, obviously, uh, you have lightning strikes hitting down in front of your- in front of your very, sh- very shallow viewing angle, basically. You can only see mm. X- X amount outside the- yeah, well, outside I until like you get out of- onto the balcony, and then you can see about 180 degrees, and that's it. You can't yeah. see any further than that. I can't. I kind of like the idea of this very much being a almost a fly-by-wire kind of situation where I, I don't think the power. I don't think the power goes. I don't think your cellular, cellular service goes out. But I think it's because I, I want that. Essentially, I want you to be able to be figuring out what is happening with this robot based on like things that are coming up on the news. Or like on your devices, you've got like a GPS view sort of thing that you're that's flickering in and out, you know, that you can control sometimes and tell it to go to this specific spot or whatever. And if it happens to move within your actual 3D view within the like <laughs> thing, yeah, you'll see it off there in the distance, fucking explosions coming up and stuff as it like steps on cars and blows them <laughs> up or whatever. Um, but a lot of the time, you're having to do it kind of through these interfaces. Oh, I'm imagining that there's there's going to be a a breaking news report and they start following the robot on the yeah. news. And so basically yeah. you're controlling it by watching the news report of the helicopter flying around. Yeah. But of course yeah. it's a couple of seconds out from from when you when you're moving. So it's kind of like driving a boat where you do something and you're not sure you for like a second whether it's taken effect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're having to like predict. It's like, oh shit, they're heading towards that bus full of people. All right, turn them to the right. Um, but you might have done it too late. They still clip the bus and it explodes or whatever. They trip over and and go th- go through the children's hospital. <laughs> um, I kind of I, th- I kind of like this as almost a not quite a roguelike, but like a replayable thing where whether it's a pro- it could be a procedural city actually. But with some systems in place again of like, yeah, like they'll do the news reports and stuff. They'll do different things. It it almost, if it generates the city, you've got different like areas of the city that it will go through. It's like, here's the industrial area. Here's the commercial area. Here's the residential area and stuff. And so it's, it's all about like doing the least like loss of least loss of life and least damage uh, while trying to gain control of this thing. And I, I kind of like the idea even of. I wonder if this this might be a VR game, actually, mm-hmm. would work pretty well. Because I'm picturing, like, having to frantically, like, fucking solder shit together. <laughs> when, it, when it breaks. <laughs> yeah, when something breaks or you realize, like, it could be that it escalates a bit. It's like, oh, it's gotten further away, so I need to add a new thing on or, or something like. Um, or, or, if, or you can, you know, it may even be that you, you if you do almost do it as a roguelike sort of thing- 
it could just be you have a random assortment of things in your in your apartment that you can grab and they'll have different effects. It's like, oh, this one actually gives me more control over it or whatever, or control for longer or something. Mm-hmm. This one has better battery power. It's not going to run. You know, different things that you could that you could build up. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like, like it. that. It's got some similarities to our to our big 40, 45, 40 minute last game last time with the yeah. very systems systems based hooking things up. But I, I think that's just a really fun thing to be able to play with. There's a lot of potential there. Yes. Three, two, one, click. <clears throat> yeah. Predicted contention. Buck kick. Buck kick. <laughs> okay. Okay. Our protagonist is Buck Kickinson. Well, <laughs> when it, when it said Buck Kick, <laughs> I just imagined like an apartment kind of like the last game, but mm-hmm. instead of just being a normal lounge room, in the middle was one of those mechanical bulls. <laughs> and <laughs> All right. No, no. Okay. That's good though. Not an apartment because that's ridiculous, but it is a funny thing. But I like the idea of it being in a bar. Okay. Like everyone's trapped in a bar, and it's not—it's not lockdown. Like it's not COVID, because they shouldn't even be out of the bar. It's something else that's like trapped them in this bar. Um, it doesn't even have to necessarily be a big like, um, dangerous thing like a twister. <laughs> yeah, it could be a weather thing, or it could just be a like, almost like a malfunction or something, right? Like. The automatic doors have all failed and they're not going to be able to fix it till the morning or something. Like, they, there's just a certain amount of time that you're locked in this place. Because I kind of then like the idea- Because you talked about the mechanical bull. I want that to be- Like, I want there to be a reason to have fun and just fuck around on a mechanical bull. Okay. Pool. It's a bachelorette party. Yep. And it's a lock-in at this co- at this pub, basically. Right. Um but they took it seriously of actually, literally. Well, no, it's it's just that, you know, you've paid extra to go out and have fun. You know, it's you and all your friends and that's it. Yeah. And a mechanical ball. And what yep. were your words? Predicted contention. Contentioned. So, I mean, I think that can sort of just be like people at odds. Mm-hmm. Right. Contending against each other in some way. Okay, um, I'm imagining that you are maybe the um, either the bachelorette or the um, maid of honor. Or like, yeah, I think the maid of honor makes sense. And the someone has turned up that wasn't originally invited, that and you've only just found out, and you've got to try and keep them away somewhat from the bride to be, or at least. Now that the bride knows that she's there, you've got to keep her out of out of her hair. Yeah, I think. But she's a woo girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a game of personalities. It's a game of, as the player, learning who this group of people is and, and what the relationships are between them. And then solving problems in some way, like whether it's just keeping the peace or mediating- between different people in in maybe a bit of a sort of adventure game sort of way where you're actually like, oh, they want this, like, or whatever, right? Like, talk to them. They want something. This person has it, but there's another step to take for to get it from them. Okay. Even if it's an apology or, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical item. Other characters in the game. Mm-hmm. Bartender. Yep. Um, it's like the, the one man in the room. Uh, yeah, but there's also a maintenance person on site for when the bull inevitably breaks. For the bull, yeah. And then the bull technically is a male. It's a bull, so. It's a bull. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, they have stuck a giant uh, dong. No, they just they just put truck nuts at the back. Like, they just <laughs> put the truck nuts on. Yeah, yeah. That's the way that you could tell. Yeah. It was the woo girl that did it. She's trying, to, she's trying to make everything, like, raunchy, and she's totally drunk. Everyone's just like, no, this isn't the party we wanted. At, like, I know what I felt when I was at my at my Bucks party. I wanted it to be, you know, a nice, simple affair with just all my mates. We didn't get- I didn't want to go out to strippers or anything like that, and I'm just picturing, you know, 
there were certain things that um, the Bachelorette has asked for, and that was mm-hmm. no strippers. You know, yeah, just keep it between. They our wanted friends. a party, like they wanted it. You know, the the mechanical bull thing was a good idea. Like that's something, you know, that she finds fun and it's fun, but she doesn't want it. This like she didn't want like dick shaped straws and all that sort of bullshit that goes on. So I'm I'm imagining that when the strippers do turn up, because some of the other <laughs> girls got a bit raunchy and they they thought okay, they let's- like called them up. Well, they'd organised it before without letting you know, and right. you know they're right. trying they're trying to get her incredibly drunk and all this sort of stuff. I'm I'm picturing it kind of like one of our friends' bucks parties where <laughs> where we were literally, you know, trying to yeah keep other people from doing certain things to our f- okay. Our friend. Is this a bit more of does it, do we add in a bit more of a spinning plates element then of like I think so. You're literally having to divert trays of shots from the bride and you know and the the, the one place that you know they'll go that that they're woo just girl. always going to get down is to the woo girl <laughs> but then she's getting drunker and drunker so that actually like ups her rambunctiousness and she's like putting truck nuts all over the place and, and pull it and somehow pulling penis shaped paraphernalia from god knows where uh, and you uh, literally no, mean that in a dirty you, way you're literally wondering how'd she get so many truck nuts I didn't know yeah, that, like, that where, would. Where's she pulling how these from? Big is her back. <laughs> <laughs> do these things inflate? Like, and they're they, getting they bigger. Start- <laughs> Wait, like, no, like as each, in, each, each subsequent one is each bigger. Each subsequent or- one is bigger. Okay. <laughs> Not that she like puts them on and they're just slowly inflating. <laughs> <laughs> that's a. He- right, well, what that's are, a what are some of the other? On the ball, on what ball. are some of the other personalities? That are going on here then. Is there sort of a level of- Is there a bit of a balance between, okay, as you divert those shots, you can like- If you pass them out to more people, like, everyone will be only slightly more drunk. Or if you focus them on, you know, the woo girl or or, or anyone mm-hmm. else, like, their drunkenness level goes up. And, you know, each person could sort of have different things that they start doing the drunker they get. Well, I'm, I'm picturing the- um the groom's ex-girlfriend who happens to also be, you know, a good family friend of, you know, the whole family. So, therefore, she was- Was invited. Mistakenly. Well, not mistakenly, but she was invited. But she's now trying to break, you know- you Right. Know, trying to- She's trying to, like, poison the well. Like, poison turn, the turn, well. Turn, turn the bride against the groom. Just the more drunk that she gets, the more that she starts- saying, you know, oh, when we were together, he used to do this thing and, you know, sort of like you had to try and pull- <laughs> you got to try and yeah. pull her away so that she's not, you know, talking about- <laughs> talking about sexual situations with, with yeah. the groom and all this sort of stuff. With the groom. Um, I think the jealous sister, that's another another thing that you can sort of have where- um, Yeah, I think there are a lot of archetypes you can play with. Um, yeah, so the jealous sister who- is it, it's sort of the always a bridesmaid, never a bride situation. Yeah, uh, I think you've got, I think you've got a, a few really nice girls as well, but you know they're not so much think, of a problem. I think at in this a game stage. like well, and I think in a game like this, everyone needs to have their thing, right? And we can play with some of the archetypes. We can subvert some of the archetypes. You know, we don't. We, we're not trying to make just the, the ultra stereotypical bachelorette's party here, but the tropes leaning into the tropes also yeah. makes it you know, part of the fun and, and recognisable as, you know, something that people uh, know. I kind of want some of the um, the typical tropey guy sort of things as well. Yeah. Fr- from Is the some- bartender, like, trying to- all the maintenance well, I'm, I'm, even th- I'm even thinking some of the tropey things of oh. some of the girls that are, you know, kind of like a- <laughs> a dude bro sort of, you know. I mean, yeah, like that t- totally happens. Like it, it's it's just sort of not as accepted. But yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. There's like some that are competitive. There's like two girls who are just like ultra competitive and you have like you, if you don't keep them off the mechanical bull for at least some of the night, they just like end up fist fighting. But also don't let them go too crazy on the air hockey table because, you know, <laughs> that that shit can, can cause many a cut. Yeah. Maybe it could even be that you have to, like, 
break the mechanical bull sometimes to stop them from, you know, stop some people from using it because they're getting too over the top. But then, like, there's a mechanical, per- like, there's a there's a maintenance person there, like, he's going to come and fix it. So, you have to, if you want to keep it down for longer, you have to somehow try to distract him from doing his job. Or mm. Yeah, it's just this sort of, if we can create, again, just these interesting systems that interplay with each other. And, Ooh, and, and can, affect each other in different ways. Can you cause, like, an issue with the bar so the bartender has to spend time, like, investigating why there's no wine coming out of the wine on tap or whatever? Like <laughs> Wine on tap, yeah. Oh, I know that's a thing. Oh, yeah, I know. Of course. Yes, yeah. Is that to, like, prevent alcohol from- Prevent from alcohol from going, going out for a, for a while. little while. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it becomes this- Sort of constant stream of, oh, I need a break from people getting drunk. Like I need people to sober up a little bit. So I need to, I need to do something that's going to stop the alcohol for a while. It's like, oh, but shit, now I've done that. They're all on the mechanical bull and like things are getting heated. Okay. Now I need to move off of, you know, uh, I might have to let the alcohol come back in a sec, but I'm going to have to try to break the mechanical bull. And then, oh shit, like these people are fighting over here because she got too drunk and, you know, he's trying to break them. Like, yeah. So it becomes this whole, this whole thing. And you're essentially just trying to get through the night. <laughs> Um, I, I think I think it should be really hard to get to the end of the night without, like, you know, someone someone being cut or or something. I like think that. there are I think there are certain things that that just end the night, right? You know, uh, uh, an actual serious fight breaking out, um, certain things getting too broken, you get kicked out of the to, out of the bar. The bride things, yeah. getting her face smashed in on the bull because she was too drunk when she got onto it. Yeah, like, yep. Funnily enough, uh, and I mentioned this earlier, so I've been playing mini motorways, uh, which is a very simple, simple gameplay ideas, but gets very, uh, chaotic. Is it done by the same people who made mini metro? Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially the follow up. Uh, it's been out for quite, quite a while on, I think, Apple Play or whatever the Apple games stuff is that I never, I don't have an Apple device, so there's all these great games that they friggin' bought the rights to. But anyway, it finally came out on Steam. It's really quite good. But yeah, in that you're essentially like, you just, the whole thing is literally just connecting destination, like a big destination to houses. But do they start being that you have to cross them over and then traffic occurs? I'm almost thinking it's like that. Like it starts off pretty simple. You can like manage stuff, keep it down to a manageable level. Um, you know, because you're only dealing with, I mean, maybe it's even that the, they show up over time. Like when you mm. get there, the bride's there, you're there. And like one other person maybe randomly is there. As well as the manager maybe- of the, of the, um, yeah. I think the manager of the bar, the, um, bartender and the maintenance person, the manager leaves yeah. after an hour and. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he sort of says, I'll be back at, f- like, five o'clock in the morning just to Well, just I think that almost sure. changes- Yeah, I think that almost changes things up as well. Like, when, the moment the manager- It's almost- That's the end of the tutorial, almost. <laughs> or, like, of your, like, easy ramp in is just, like, that's the sign that uh, things are going to start getting chaotic. Because then more people start showing up or people start getting drunker, like, Ooh. the levels sort of spike. And there's feedback, these cascading loops of chaos. Okay. I, I've come up with a reason as to why the manager is going to leave, and it's because his wife goes into labour. So basically, okay. he was planning on being there the whole night, and yep. at a random time within the first couple of hours, he gets a phone call. So there is a chance that you can use some sort of cellular tower blocker to to make <laughs> sure that. <laughs> <laughs> I do like <laughs> mobile phone jammer sort of thing that you can you yeah. can basically keep him there just a little bit longer and then he f- just then a he f- little bit longer because he's sort of he's he's another person that's almost keeping the peace a bit and like making sure people aren't getting too drunk or making sure people aren't getting too rowdy. So if you can keep him there without him checking his phone, he doesn't realize that his wife has called um, fifteen times in the last hour trying to get him to come. <laughs> oh my God, so, is there a way you can keep him there the whole night somehow? <laughs> Like, that's an Easter egg. Or if you just focus literally on that, as long as things don't get actually to, like, the end game as things are going on around you, you can keep him there the whole night. Mm-hmm. That, that's advanced play. That That's literally- I can have lots of fun as long as I 
keep him from finding out his phone. But then it becomes in, then it goes into the uh, Sierra style of you only know that you need to keep him there because you know what it's like when you failed. I mean, maybe like you can set it up that he's waiting for the call beforehand. Um, and then as long as you set up that he is having a positive influence on things and you could make them some of the mechanics, you know, relatively explicit. <clears throat> it could literally be like, he's got an area of effect thing that like reduces, I don't know, something around it or whatever. Uh, you can make it obvious. <laughs> so then there, there is an incentive to keep him around. He's got a responsible service of alcohol area of effect around him. That the um that the bartender must abide by responsible service of alcohol yeah. rules while he's there, but the second that he's out of the range, that you know he's basically you know selling more alcohol, just trying to. <laughs> oh yeah, he casts zone of sobriety. <laughs> okay, I reckon we can click again. Yeah, let's move on. That was that was cool. All right, three, two, one, click. Improving income. Shot. Formation. This is the same game, but you play the bartender, and it's like the formation of the shots on your tray to, to sell the most of them. <laughs> oh, God. No, we don't have to do that. I mean, improving income is a very generic mechanic. Uh, it could be adapted to almost anything. So, shot formation. I'm, j- I'm just wondering if this is a um, if this is a game that's sort of all based off of around zoom meetings where you're you're trying to you're trying to you know get a little bit better at your job and that sort of that sort of stuff effectively so this is <laughs> this is completely not where you were going but you said zoom meetings and then i you know i'm picturing all the squares on the screen and then i just had an interesting thought of like a, a very surreal game where depending on where the squares are they'll affect each other in different ways. Like, <laughs> like someone spills water on the top one and it goes down and, like, affects the people below them. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't care about my words anymore. I love this idea. <laughs> I, I want to see, you know, how this could actually play into it because I'm, I'm now imagining, you know, <laughs> a beautiful scene where someone's got, like, a, a nice oil painting or something like that in the background. And yep. then that water, you know, gets <laughs> spilled and it just makes all the oil paint run or whatever. Oil run, yeah. And then that means that the oil runs sideways into, like, someone else's scene and, like, gets on their shirt and they have to leave. And, yeah, I'm almost- It's almost a puzzle game of, a Rube, like, re- A Rube Goldberg yeah. contraption of yeah. making sure things actually flow into the next. So- you, mean, you mentioned you've been watching Mythic Quest. Yeah. Have you watched up to season two yet? No, not yet. Oh, no. Uh, sorry, not season two. The, there's the in-between ones that quarant- they did a quarantine episode. No. Okay. Still on first season. So, it's not a, it's not a like, particularly huge spoiler, but they essentially do a Rube Goldberg machine across Zoom. Oh, where nice. they sort of They set it up between the different screens and stuff. But I think, I think, it's, so I think it's, it's that sort of vibe, except you're- it's 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 like a magical realism kind of thing of like you're actually yeah you're you're making these things appear into the, the different screens uh based on I, what's I'm correct. picturing that this is actually just a a more real version of like pipe dream where you're getting the right pipe in place that you can kind of <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 hard to know, <laughs> and you, and you can twist them round. You, you can, can the rotate little, them. You can do the do the little rotate thing, and people will just and rotate they, like, onto fall the, to the side. Onto the side. Is, gra- does, is gravity affected? I think so. I think I think that'd be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's a bit more. I like that. I like it a lot. I like that. Essentially, you're like in these Zoom calls, and you realize that what you do on your screen has like is affecting everyone else. But uh, I wonder if you make it a little bit more story based in that it, you've got levels that are somewhat handmade where it's like there's a solution or multiple solutions to this, but it's based on the very specific people who are doing very specific things in each thing. Like, so you've got, you know, you've got so-and-so up here who has a cat and also has a glass of water on their desk. It's like, okay, if you can get away to like, just like get that cat up on the desk, then- 
like it'll knock the water over. Ooh, I'm so- I'm now picturing that this this person with a cat is right on the side. And you notice that the cat kind of goes off to the side and, and leaves and comes back. And you go, I wonder if I move it over here. And it goes into the yes. next person's screen. It and goes into the next person's screen and then back. And it's like, ooh, you can actually, you know. I, I mean, that, yeah, that could be just a good, simple way of, like, setting that up, setting up the thing. Uh, I like the idea of, you know, you someone's got, like, a disco lights background that they've set up. Um, and that, if you put that next to the cat, the cat, like, runs into that room or like goes goes fast in that direction or something like maybe runs right through slides through and then that's how you can get him into someone else's that otherwise they wouldn't go into yeah and especially if you happen to have well i think in presentation mode of some of these programs you can actually get a laser pointer i like the idea yeah. that you can use that laser pointer to actually to interact with the cat, cat. anyway <laughs> you guide them into the person who you know has cat al- allergies yeah. Because they sneeze and then that causes papers to go everywhere that then go into someone else's... Well, maybe it goes into someone else's uh, area when they're looking for their for the certain report and they're just continually looking for the report. Yeah. Well, I, I think you've essentially got a goal in each meeting that either is set at the beginning of the meeting or comes becomes clear quite quickly as the meeting progresses. And that, yeah, at certain points you just have to figure out how to rearrange these things. And I really, I like the idea of, of like backgrounds coming into it. Uh, and I think you have to, at certain points, like have conversations as well. Like if you get called upon for something, it's like, oh shit, I need to like select some options. And if I wait too long, like something like yeah. some other thing is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's really <laughs> cool. Uh, and then, yeah, I think you just set it up as different levels where I don't know if you're getting like if you're trying to get yourself promoted up through the ranks or something like somehow you the the whole game you managed to get promoted like ten different ranks just over Zoom <laughs> <laughs> and a la our game a, a little while ago about the um, Olympus thing is like wow it's been a long <laughs> been a long day it's been a long day <laughs> what a meetings today I now own this company but. <laughs> Cool. That's cool. All right. Three, two, one, click. Shaped album. Inhibited sexuality. All right. Here's my here's my take on it. Again, thinking of obviously the lockdown location sort of thing. It's all set in like a radio DJ booth. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I think physical vinyl, just for the fun of it. Maybe we set it in- like the seventies or eighties. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where the inhibited sexuality comes into it. <laughs> we don't necessarily need to bring it in in a major way. Uh, maybe you're a teenager. Maybe it's like a you're a teenage boy in your first DJ job or like at a college station or something. Mm-hmm. And so there's just aspects of like maybe people are calling up and like being inappropriate <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just imagining like. Being a being a producer on a on a show where there's lots of calling calling people and all that sort of stuff and having mm. to have your finger on the button to to you know mask the profanity and and anything and just be ready to cut off the caller at any moment just in case it gets weird. Well, that or- could be interesting, but may, I mean maybe you combine those things where you are taking calls. You're, you're playing. You've, you've got you've got to have like you've got to have the next thing lined up and ready to go the next song but you're taking calls and as you're taking calls you have to be sitting there on the button list like you have to be listening because you've got that three second delay or whatever it is and you have to time it right and you get scored based on how much profanity makes its way through um okay so it's a richard mercer-esque sort of love line thing with with love songs and dedications with with richard mercer yep um And you're just the producer that has to, like, continually be be on on the ball for when people call up. Like, you've got to you got to screen the caller. You got to screen callers. Well, I think I think again, just to just to give the player more to do. I think we conflate the two jobs. Like, obviously, yes, in a real situation, you have the DJ and you'd have the producer. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. I feel like you want to at least be like doing the music and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean obviously, like I, I think the producer their their thing is 
getting the next music track ready to ready to roll. Right. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Get uh, screening callers. Yeah. Monitoring the call that's actually going on to make sure that there's no profanity and all this sort of stuff, and yep. um, also having to deal with. You know, a snobby... The personality of the radio. Of, yeah. Of the okay. radio host I like that. during songs, like... All right. Okay, I like that, because I'm picturing... Again, a spinning plate sort of thing, but... Yeah, well, a bit. Yeah, I'm almost... Le- I think less of spinning plates. I think more of... Um... I'm trying to think of some examples. Because I'm sort of picturing... more, Almost more of just an atmospheric sort of not quite a narrative necessarily a full-on narrative thing but i'm I, I, just the scenery of sitting there at a you know i think like i said i think in the 70s or 80s like it's not super modern it's not this super modern digital desk it's like you've got your your different faders and different things so you are having to like fade between songs or like bring the bring the song down as the dj like dj's ready to start up again He's there on the other side of the glass. There's like a haze of smoke because he's just constantly smoking in there. Um, mm. And so I'm just picturing this like cool, like smoky lights and stuff. Because, yeah, he's this just, he's an asshole, basically. And you're playing a, you're, you're playing a character that's kind of like Roz from Frasier. Yeah. And um, I kind of like the idea that this Richard Mercer, whatever guy, is occasionally- he just changes the order of of like the love songs and dedications that that sort of come in and or as you screened the call and they said yeah I want I want to dedicate this song and so you get that song ready and mm-hmm. then they change it and you've got to kind of like you know cue up the record and and yeah you got to quickly like find it and yeah yeah I feel like you've got some just some fairly simple like you've got like four boxes of of records and it's like. A to, you know, F, G to K or whatever it is, right? Like, you've got them sorted out. And so, it's just- You've just got to pull it by the the um, the um artist or something. It's like, okay, you've got to grab the right one. If you've got one that's coming up you and you grab from that box, you'll get the right one. But you have yeah. to grab the right box. So, it's just that little bit of cognitive load that you have to deal with. And then, yeah, you have to, like, put it down. You have to get it spinning. You have to be ready to, like- uh, you know, you, to get it in the right position and, and, and fade it up or whatever. And then, yeah, like something might get changed out from underneath here. Uh, but, yes, yeah, and then you're getting callers in. I think maybe they even just come up on a screen or something. Or maybe you do listen to, like, you've just got a little one-way conversation that they start talking to you. And maybe you have to, like, flag them in certain ways. It's like, okay, no, we're definitely not putting this person in the air. Or, yes, we will, but, like, this is one to be cautious about because you know that- Danny, what's the fucking DJ's name? We've just got to come up with something. Um, Danny Dursa. (laughs) (laughs) What would a good, what would a fucking nighttime love songs DJ be called? Danny DeVito. (laughs) He's just called like Danny Hart. (laughs) Danny Hart. There you go. H A R T. Yeah. You're on Love Songs and Dedications with Danny Hart. Oh, Danny Hart. My heart goes out to you. Uh, that's his, that's his tagline so, at the end. That's at, his tagline. Yeah. At the at the end of the day. And it's like, thank but you. But you for- know that he's got certain triggers, right? Like, whatever that whatever that is. And so, you have to maybe flag for that and be, you know, so- It might even be that he requires you to- let him know ahead of time if there are certain aspects about a call so that he is ready for it. Okay. It's a papers, please sort of thing that you're going over numerous nights. Yeah. And basically, you know, each each one only runs- each thing kind of only runs for five five minutes or whatever. And you're getting through as many, as many callers, a few songs and all that sort of stuff. Effectively, your first night, nice and easy. But then um, in your pre-show briefing, he sort of says- Oh, we had so we had so many people calling up about such and such last night. Yeah, I don't want to talk yep. to anyone about the about those. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anymore. Bringing in those extra extra things that you have to check for. Yeah, that's yep. yeah in a very papers please or not tonight kind of way. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and I think it's got a, kind of a Five Nights at Freddy's feel to it as well because it's sort of like you got one sort of view 
that you're looking at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can switch between a few different views. Yeah, I, I kind of see that you've got kind of like a, a scrolling screen that you can sort of go between sort of mm-hmm. like looking out here to see um, if you've got a caller, looking in front of you to... to um, see Danny behind the glass doing to see Danny, thing and, Danny and that's the glass. where your like profanity button is your profanity button and then over <laughs> on, on the right hand side so left centre and then on the right hand side yep. you've got all the records new music yep. and yeah and so sure. they're basically your three different places but yeah I and like the so idea. you've got because you've got Danny there in your ear the whole time and so you have to be listening out like the, he's talking to the caller you're over here setting up the next music and the caller like drops the f-bomb you're like oh shit two one b like hold down the profanity button like you cut it out okay got it all right but what was i doing back to this um you can either do it that way or where you got your profanity button you've actually got like a a list of the the words that have actually come up and it's a simple system that you can just select on this old thing the words that you want to you want to that you want to censor i like the tiny aspect of it though like, because that adds something to it to be able to be, oh, shit, I need to switch back to my middle thing and quickly press that button. And I mean, maybe you've got like seven seconds or something. Yeah. And perhaps you can, you might even have a, you could have a transcript running by or something of like where it's at from the perspective of like where the delay is at or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you can switch, maybe you have to switch over. <laughs> that might add some complexity, but like you can switch over to the real, like to the delayed version. So you've just heard it over here. It's like, oh shit. All right. Switch to the second, seven second delay. Okay. He said, fuck after this. Uh, all right. There. He said this, all right, block it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you have to like, remember the words leading but up even, to it. Even that could be, <laughs> even that could be one of the things you add. It's like, Oh, now you're not just blocking profanity. You have to block like certain other words uh, that now you're also having to keep an ear out for. The network doesn't doesn't want to um, doesn't want to uh, say anything about brands. Yes, um, exactly. they don't want the, advertising the- without without getting paid for it. So now, if if anyone rings up talking about you know these fake brands, um, you must yep. censor these as well. Like, but then like the next night. It's like, well, you know, oh, well, uh, sh- sh- um, Jemima Cola has bought advertising with us. So now they can say that on the air, but not the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to remember like what advertising deal. And I mean, you can, have, again, you've got yeah. the like cheat sheet there on, on one of the sections, but it's like you hear a brand. It's like, oh shit, are we, is that one being advertised by us? <laughs> I hate to do this to us, but I want to. This is the this is the game for the night. This like, is the game. This is the rest of the night. This is the rest of the night. Sorry, <coughs> sorry, listeners, but <laughs> well, we'll see. I think there is more we can dig into here. I do like, yeah, I do like this as a papers please esque in the DJ booth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the challenge would be the content. Yes, right, especially because you really you need it all to be recorded. Voice content, essentially. Uh, I mean, I guess technically oh. you could maybe like speech, text to speech it or something, but to really get the atmosphere down, there's a lot of voice work involved. Yeah. Um, okay. Some of the callers are regular callers, you know, and then you get the occasional long time listener, first time caller sort of people. Yep. Occasionally, when you pick up the phone, you just hear heavy breathing. Mm. And. And you know, oh crap! You know, just hang this guy up straight away. Um, is that like? Is this going to be then an ongoing story? Kind of, kind of like in section? papers, please. You keep on getting that one guy who comes yeah. in with a really dodgy passport, and then- yeah, fake, obviously fake stuff. And you can yeah. choose whether or not. Oh, so in that case, when you get this heavy breathing person the first time, can you choose to just put him on the air? Yeah, <laughs> of course, <you> can. <laughs> what happens? Did he just like lose? <laughs> Because that just that just cuts that storyline short for this run through. You lose, you know, you lose money that day or something because uh, ba- basically they didn't actually say anything. Or basically they cut, they come on and go, Danny, fucking love you. <laughs> it's like, oh damn it, more more profanity. It's, like, it's just like it's just a huge stream of profanity that you have to. Beep out the Try entire thing. Beep or, out as, or as, as much as you can. Danny, you owe me fuck tons of money for, from your drug habit and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it, yeah, so because I, li- I like that at the end of in, at the end of a day, you get scored for things like the amount of dead air that you had because you didn't have tracks lined up, mm. or because you know, in this case, you decided to just fucking hold that sensor button through his whole thing because you knew shit was going down, but then that counts as like dead air or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, obviously, like you get a grade or something from later Danny, on. Or you get feedback from Danny later on. You get a cut to song button, and you can cut off mm. and go straight to song. Mm, yeah, but then that's going to piss off Danny because he d- he doesn't like being cut off, yeah. And so now yep. you got to deal with him, like, and his ego sort of thing. And yeah. I'm picturing, yeah. Well, and yeah, I, I, you know, go on. Yeah, I'm picturing how how annoyed he he starts getting, and so he he starts going a little bit, you know, um, a little bit. More in depth than trying to and trying to bring out a little bit more profanity from people and all this sort of stuff and, <laughs> and you know basically just trying to make your job harder. Yeah, I do like the idea of essentially one of the lose states being that you, that you yeah you piss Danny off too much he fires you or well, he, 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 you go, fired. he goes to the networks the station manager and and gets you fired. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing that. You could do so much with, like, the network manager coming in going, oh, we're, we're trying to move away from some of these other songs. Can you find, like, a country song to cut to or something like that? And they're, like, they're trying to rebrand as a country station or something like that. Like, Yeah, trying out different things. And again, like, you have to balance. Ooh. You know that Danny Hart hates country music. So, do you do what the network exec wants or do you do what Danny wants? And it depends on how mo- who you've pissed off the most up to this point. Later on, the network exec comes in and says, we're not allowed to play any more, you know, of this artist. And yep. every single love song dedication is this artist. And you have to find, like, a cover version. <laughs> or something like that. Or something. Or you just have to find, like, an appropriate replacement. And, um, <laughs> because, you know, obviously the the network have, haven't have really told Danny that he's not allowed to, he's not allowed to get I mean, people I think to the network's choose a, this song. <laughs> I think they was afraid of Danny just as much as you are. Like, he's a force of nature in that totally, like, toxic way. But, yeah, you have to deal with that. Um, I'm just wondering job, if later on you actually have kind of like the, um, the button that you can switch back on his his microphone and get him back on. You've <laughs> got to then route the um, you got to route the caller in and then route it, like make sure the right well, one's been routed like, in I, I, again. Like I, I kind of like in that papers please way and and not tonight has this as well. You start off where the requirements are fairly simple, but your mechanics are a bit more complex. So, yeah, maybe you do have to plug different things together. You have to do a bit more. And then as the requirements boost up, you get helpers that make it easier for the for you to actually, like, do the mechanical pieces of, of getting a song on, like you said, cut directly to song. Or, I mean, it might even be that, like, four nights in, you switch away from vinyl into fucking digital or whatever it is. Like, mate, uh, if we're sending in the 70s, 80s, obviously it's not digital, but whatever. <laughs> like some, it's a, it's a, you set it in the 90s and you get a CD spinner of 200 discs or something. Like a, you can just then choose it from a computer rather than having to find it, right? Um, or something like that. I tell you that. I'll tell you what, though. That is still not an easy thing to do at speed. Because I've had to no, deal no, with no. that. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd have to design it in a way that it was easy enough, but not too easy. But yes, no, I don't think I don't think having to select between two hundred CDs in a fucking stacker is is any easier. <laughs> uh, I think you'd have a you'd have to have a custom system for this one. Um, I I think that there's just a lot that you can you can get away with in a game like this, like just having having to. <laughs> I think the the reason why you get more things to do is because the manager comes in and goes, "Okay, so network cutbacks have meant that you now you now are dealing with the music as well as screening the callers." And yeah. then well, that that could be fun then because the first time you're there, you've got just one screen that you're dealing with. There are people at the other ones doing their jobs. And then the next night, well, one of them got laid off. Oh shit, now I got to do their job too. Oh, one of them just called in sick. So, 
they can come back the next right. night, but then, you know. But so then the other person, to give you a taste of each job before you have to start doing more than one at once. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, but, yeah. oh, from poor performance, because this person wasn't selecting the right records, we've decided that, you know, you're now going to also be handling that. We think that you'll be fine. Um, yeah. Network cutbacks have meant that we're, we're not allowed to, you know, display advertisers anymore. So you now have to watch out for this while changing music, while uh, screening callers. But don't worry, we've got someone else on the profanity, profanity button for tonight. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. Exactly. I can introduce them to each, each added bit. And uh, maybe even they can they can do the profanity button at the at the start. You know that's that's their one job that they're doing, mm. and then they get a reprieve from it for a little while, and then they've got to do it again while, with something else. And you can sort of just yeah, vary it up I, I the think first it, few nights. You, the, yeah, that would all sort of depend on the pacing, uh, and you'd probably have those first, first few nights be be a bit shorter as well, uh, and then then you might go longer over time. Uh, especially as I guess, cause, cause I think the other thing is like developing the story in a way. I, I feel like Danny is getting more and more arrogant over time, slightly unhinged, you know, making more demands, uh, that you're having to deal with. And I mean, maybe the goal is, and I thought you were going to say this earlier, you've, you've got control over when he's, he's going to air. And so you end up, you have to like specifically make him have one of his rants that he usually does while you're, while the music's on, like <laughs> have that broadcast as an accident, air quotes. Well, um, yeah, I, I did, I did say that you get to cut off his mic, but it also means that you get to put him back on. And Right. Yeah. You're you know, saying you, you can do the, the count back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I think, Oh, I accidentally hit the switch that put him on over the air. And like, maybe that would get you fired too, but like one of the endings essentially can be like you take him down with you. Ooh, um, kind of along the lines of something they did in um, in Papers, Please is some of the callers that call in are calling in for you to do something. They're like ex um, ex station employees that that basically say, <gasps> right? If if you're in solidarity with us play this song the next time that um, they do a love song and dedication and all this sort of stuff. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you know, you I get can- very, yeah, very much pulling from that papers, please thing of, of like, Oh, you can go against the establishment to, to sort of go down a particular storyline and maybe get certain benefits while obviously losing, you know, respect or whatever, whatever our sort of currency is in that way um, from, from the station itself. And yeah, there's there's this basically this cabal of of ex employees who fucking all got fired by Danny, um, who uh, who want you to to undermine him constantly. Um, I'm I'm picturing that like if they ask you to let certain swear words go to air, but only mm. certain ones, and it's like uh, we're gonna have someone call up. They'll be the third caller tonight, and I don't want you to press the profanity button. At all. Yeah. Or, and or- when that happens, then the station manager, you know, comes up and they're knocking on the door and you can you can maybe snip the door at <laughs> at some stage. Like, they're trying to break in. And How like- long is this, prof- prof- like, profane rant? Um, yeah, that's got- cool. Like, the idea of- <laughs> They're, they're going to call up as a fake caller to get Danny to say- a particular sentence, mm-hmm. but you need to block certain words of the sentence so that it sounds like he says something else. <laughs> just, just, be, just beep out like a, a um, you know, a very a, a not very, or a, you know, a, a very particular or- a very particular word to make it sound like he's he's being really really nasty to people and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think one of the fun things that could that could happen. Um, is that you press, like, if you press the profanity button too often, like, too much, like, you're really hammering it, it actually breaks. <laughs> it breaks. <laughs> so, all you've got to do now is you can drop the call. <laughs> right, you can choose to drop call. Can you manually, like, fade the audio in and out? Well, that's, that's another thing that harder. could be fun. That's another thing that could be fun. Like, some people talk very, very quietly, so you've got to, like... Right, you know, push yeah, that up. yeah. You've just got particular le- levels that you have to be meeting for each thing. Yeah. Oh, that that's a 
that's even cooler. Like, and then if they're, if they're getting too loud, then you're going to be able to pull it down again and all this sort of stuff. And Yeah, if they start getting angry. And when Danny starts going on his rant and starts yelling, you've got to pull him down and get him down below the red. And mm. Yeah, I like that idea a lot because you really, it's just, I mean, that is a bit more of the plate spinning thing, but it's it's really based on having to listen, right? It's based on, oh shit, like, because you might, you might be over fixing the music or something. It's like, oh, he's started yelling. Like, I need to come back here and pull him down because essentially you get graded at the end of each night for, you know, how much in the correct zone every yeah. track, track was basically. Yeah. And I think, I think you've got, um, yellow. Uh, green and red, which is different to how a lot of actual um, audio things are set up. They're usually green and then yellow and then red. But you you want them in that green zone, like <coughs> you want them in the green the zone, yeah. So by having yellow and and like a, a couple of bars in green and then all red above, could actually be quite 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 interesting. Mm. Mm. I'm just wondering what other sort of disagreements could um could Danny have. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he's essentially a diva, right? Like, he just has has these very specific things that he wants of his show. He considers himself an artist. You know, he's an artist of the art form of late night <laughs> freaking love song dedications. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he has... Maybe, he, maybe it's around, like, particular types of calls he wants for a particular night because he's... Painting his tapestry of love. I'm and so, painting my you know, tapestry of love. Could you please make sure it's not a sausage party again tonight? <laughs> exactly. Like you need to switch up. Yeah, who they're asking things for, like their their tone. Like you know, oh, too many desperate, unrequited loves have been calling in. I want you know more old married couples renewing their love for each other or whatever. Right, like. <laughs> Just the the types or the ages or the you know the the actual relationships. Basically, basically, it's the theme of the night. Like he sets the theme, and then people call up, and you're trying to then mm. weed through. Oh, this person calls up all the time, but they they are a young couple. Like you need to then. Yeah, get you've, you've sort of got and- pros and cons based on what he's asked for in any particular night. But of course, uh, he's he's waiting for a call, and if all you've got is. You know, young couples, you've got to sort of choose the oldest one out of them. <laughs> yeah, I think you've... Because you, you've essentially got... And you might have to tell the player ahead of time, like, how how long a call's going to be, even though obviously that's not realistic in the real world. But you essentially say, okay, this is a 20-second call. People will will call up and come up, and they'll only wait for... F- seven seconds or something before you decide to put them on the air or or if you've you know or something like that you know what i mean like before you lose them as an opportunity so it's like okay i could take this person to put on the air after this call even though they don't quite fit the you know as much of the requirements as i want or i could try my luck and see if the next you know one of the other calls that comes through in the next 15 seconds is going to be better if none of them do though like it could be worse and this person will have hung up because they you waited too long you know, so it's sort of balancing that as well. Uh, uh, do you think and- that your your call screening screen um, mm-hmm. comes up with some basic information? So yes, age, yes, yes, yes. Um, names. I think I think it would actually be too much. I don't think you have a, a audio aspect to the call screening because I think that would be too hard to be yeah. listening to Danny and listening to these calls. Yeah. I think it is more a visual thing, and so you've essentially got. It's essentially as if there's a third person who's actually talking to them and presenting this information to you in some way. But, yeah, they come up on your screen as- I, I love the idea that it used to be handled by a person, but now it's just handled by a by a call screening robot. <laughs> it's a call sc- so, sometimes it, so it doesn't understand- and it doesn't understand human feelings. So, <laughs> well, maybe that's something that happens later on, or like on one night. One night, they're like, oh, yeah, like, we fired the person who was putting the information in. We've got this new call screening robot. And it all goes to shit because the robot does not understand human <laughs> feelings. And, and then the next night, they're like, oh, fuck, that didn't work out. We hired the other person back. <laughs> At a much higher rate. So, because of that. Mu- <laughs> because of that. Yeah, so we, um, so we had we've to cut your budget. So, <laughs> yeah, therefore, yeah, yeah, exactly. you're now doing this as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a great that's a great way for that. Because then you can have a really funny night where, yeah, all the calls are coming up with, like, full names, addresses, GPS coordinates, 
um, you know, blood type, but nothing about what they want to say in the call or who they feel like. So much useless information that you just, you can't, like, get your head around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't actually really determine whether they're a good caller or not. <laughs> um, there is just so many, so many cool things, so many cool ways that you could go about this and depending on like how well you do depends on danny's trust level of you like yeah because i, yeah. I kind of think that if you screwed him over a few times then he's gonna he's not going to accept as much like if you've ha- if you're having a bad night yeah well again i think it's uh, you know and we're talking about this a lot but it's very much following the formula in papers please you had money mm-hmm. was a factor but then, obviously, you had- uh, the, There was, like, the faction that was trying to do stuff where you could get different rewards and different things that might pay off to more money in the end, or you might have to sacrifice money to get- You had the health of your family, which, obviously, money came into that, too. But you could also- I think you could get improvements or whatever that helped. I, I, can't, I can't fully remember. But, yeah, you're essentially balancing these different needs. And so, in this case, yes, it would be, like, Danny's respect of you- the uh you know the the stations respect of you and those are often going to be at odds with each other mm. um and that i mean the station respect of you is sort of is going to come you know there could be monetary aspects involved um in that if you uh, if you piss Danny off too many times he may start getting drunk like earlier and earlier and have have more and more <laughs> alcohol and then that turns into a shit show of its own because basically it's almost like duck season which had different endings that i think that yes i think you well i think you'd essentially weave different storylines throughout it uh which can be cut off by certain you know it's like interactions if you've already pissed danny off too much then that's like this other this other storyline can't happen but the one where he starts getting drunk more and more often could yeah Um, and so and, and it could just it could that could just manifest as particular calls that will come in on certain nights that otherwise wouldn't or something like that. Yeah, and, uh, and or I, particular interaction. I really like that that way that Stress Point Zero put those different trophies in that's like, okay, yep, I've yeah. hit these different endings. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that behind you is like a right. trophy You've actually cabinet. got your little trophy wall or, yeah. or whatever. Or it's- Certificates you know, or something. Or- certificates or something up on your wall. Um and effectively, you could have numerous different endings throughout the game, depending on which one you actually focus on. Uh, yep. It gives you an idea of, oh, okay, I, this time I want to go for this ending. And you know that- Yeah, there's like a good Danny ending. There's a bad Danny ending. Uh, there's the ending with the ex-employees. There's the, you know, that you just follow the station line ending sort of thing. Um, then there's some other weird ones or different sort of- There's, a you know, storylines based on a particular caller- whether like the heavy breathing caller or whatever you yeah. can you can sort of if you do the right things you can tr- you can sort of follow that storyline to its conclusion and they might these might not all be different endings it might just like to the whole game it might just be oh you followed that storyline to its conclusion because you yeah. you know you sacrificed the right things that were necessary to keep that that going um uh, that's really cool i I was slightly dubious when you said that we we're going to keep on this game, but that was 20 minutes ago. And uh, with this, yeah, that's great. There's a lot we can do there. Uh, I kind of like this. I kind of like this going deep on one game every week because if we get excited about something, it's fun to just, yeah, really explore all those like, possibilities. Again, yes, the audio thing, that, that could become a little bit hard to actually do as a- um, as you know, like to actually produce to this actually game. produce the game, but I yeah. think a lot of the other things we could physically do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just about building the nice environment. All, and then all the you little- need for Danny is like a silhouette. Like, yeah. you don't. Oh, even, yeah, you don't even need to ever see him. You know, the the door off to the side. You know, well, again, the especially with down the smoke. And- you know, the smoky thing. You could have one simple animation of him there, kind of talking and smoking, basically. Um, and and yeah, just the, just in silhouette. Oh, that'd be really cool. I absolutely but, love yeah, this. I, idea. I really like the atmosphere of that game too. That's really cool. Um, that's it for tonight. Yeah, thank you everyone. I think with that, we will end it there. I hope you. I hope you listeners are enjoying these deep dives because uh, we certainly are having fun with them. Uh, if you're not, we've got 200 plus episodes 
at podchaser.com slash bitstorm that you can listen to where mostly we don't do deep dives. Uh, we just uh, jump, you know, from one 10-minute ten, ten uh, riff onto another. But uh, let us know what you'd like. Leave us a review. Tell us if you like these better, if you like the others better. Whatever. Let us know. Cool. And we'd like to thank Kurudos for allowing us to use their song Mount Defiance off the album Containment Failure as our opening and closing number every single week. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm riding the mechanical bull. Woo!